Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. It is the Monday edition of the program. And we have got an absolute cornucopia of stories for all of you to experience with us. Encourage you as always. You like the use of the word cornucopia there? SAT word right out of the gate, Mr. Clay. I think it's important to educate, illuminate, and uh, elucidate for all of our crew out there how uh, spectacular we are when it comes to word choice at times. Um, and we got a bunch of uh, of word choices to dive into. Could Trump I just say DeSantis not, not pronunciation, though, apparently, based on the emails we get? I have never done any show, and I've been doing shows for 20 years now of radio, the number one thing that people email me about on this show is the pronunciation of words. And it's like not words that are used every day. It's random words that are said, you know, maybe once a week, once a month. It's unbelievable. And I, evidently, I, I talked to producer Allie about this, and she was she said Rush used to talk about this all the time, too. One of the number one things he would get is pronunciation uh, emails. And so... I believe the staff is putting together a best of of Rush reacting to all. I don't know what it is about this audience. Just absolute sticklers for the pronunciation of words. So uh, we'll see if we can get them to write today. Um, but the Trump-DeSantis Cold War, I think it's fair to say that because DeSantis is still an unannounced candidate for the 2024 Republican uh, presidency uh, nomination. It is going to be an absolute war Trump still trying to goad him in. Feels like DeSantis is going to announce around June when the 60-day legislative session ends in the state of Florida. And then the Donnybrook, as I like to call it, will officially be underway between now and when the caucuses begin in early January, which honestly is not that far away, particularly when you consider summer oftentimes, everybody out there knows, goes by very quickly and then you get into the holiday season before you know it. And so 
this thing may well be decided by September, October in terms of who's likely to vote, how things are going to look in Iowa. Uh, Sununu came out. I'm sure you saw this, the governor of New Hampshire, Buck, and basically said DeSantis is going to win New Hampshire if voting were going on right now. Uh, that means Iowa's a toss-up. Then we'll see what happens in South Carolina with some particular unique regional variety there because Nikki Haley and Tim Scott may both be on the ballot in South Carolina as what as well. So this thing is underway. But I think, Buck, the continued fallout of the lab leak theory and everything that it has represented with the Department of Energy and the FBI both putting their full weight now behind the idea that COVID came out of a Chinese lab, which you and me and anybody out there in our audience who mentioned for several years, oh, it was a far right-wing conspiracy, it was racist in origin, how dare anyone be able to mention it? Stories out now saying CNN, uh, in particular Jeff Zucker, their uh, diminutive leader, was demanding that no one at CNN even cover the idea of the COVID lab leak because Trump had said that he believed that's where it came from alongside of Mike Pompeo. And Trump was right again on this. And the body blows that are getting delivered to MSNBC and CNN, Buck, because their brand had been during the Trump era were the truth tellers, even though COVID uh, collusion lie with Russia, even though they have overwhelmingly, those two networks, I believe, been the foremost purveyors of misinformation anywhere in the media ecosystem. And a guy like Russell Brand, who is really funny, and uh, I, I, I I don't know him at all. I've never done any of his shows. But he is a persuadable person who seems to be sane. And I would tie it in, Buck, with I'm seeing a tidal wave now of people who are in the comic space who are just so fed up. Even Chris Rock over the weekend, I watched his special. There is a great deal of hate right now. I would say in the entertainment comedy space over this ridiculous woke agenda that Democrats are foisting out there. And uh, Russell Brand on Bill Maher's show Friday just absolutely eviscerated an MSNBC contributor to his face. We got grabbed a cut of it. I think you guys will enjoy it. Here it is. Do you want an example? Yes. The ludicrous, outrageous criticisms of Joe Rogan around ivermectin, deliberately referring to it as a horse non, medicine when they know it's an effective medicine. Yeah, that, that's what Rachel Maddow turning up on the TV saying, if you take this vaccine, you're not going to get it, when it hasn't been clinically trialed for transition. You have to listen. Wait, Do you think you can improve America by determinedly and avowedly condemning Fox News without acknowledging that you're participating in the same game. Bickering about which propagandist network is the worst is not going to save a single American life, not improve the life of a single American child, not going to improve America's standing in the world, and the world needs a strong America. All right. So, first of all, we can unpack it. It is it is the best thing that Russell Brand has done since he played Aldous Snow in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Such a good movie. A great, Such a good movie. A great date or with the with the wife movie to watch if you haven't seen it. Really really holds up pretty well. Definitely not not for the kids. It's 18 plus, but it's a good movie. Really funny movie. Um so this is the best thing. Also, he gets more attention than his ideas to do because he's got like this crazy accent and his voice is up here and he sounds all crazy and he's like, "Oh, but we're just going to speak really fast and talk about the corporations." And okay, fine. He's a socialist, from what I understand. So take everything he says with a grain of salt. 
I would add two things in this. Because, yes, Clay, I liked it, too. Like, I liked what he said to MSNBC. Of course, he's also, he's hitting Fox as well there. So let's not forget. It's not like he's, uh, you know, he's all of a sudden, he's not a conservative. He's not red-pilled. But he's a guy who understands the position of the institutional left on COVID specifically, but on a range of issues. I think increasingly they're seeing on the transgender agenda as it pertains to drag shows for small children can't defend it can't win they're trying they're pulling out everything they all the stops clay they're losing on that issue they're losing because of state legislation they're losing because the work of some of our colleagues in the right-wing space okay so it's that he's recognizing that the left is indefensible on these issues and that is helpful for a man of the left to say but i also there's always this parting that says where were these people two years ago when you wow. and I were doing interviews and going on shows and saying, this is crazy? Where were these people when it mattered? You know, And so this is also why, look, I like that Bill Maher, I would go on Bill Maher, I've been on before, you would go on Bill Maher. It's one of the few places where you have actual, I wouldn't even say left-right clashes, but you, you do have some iconoclasm. You do have some clash of, of ideas and you know, sacred cows sometimes get slaughtered on Bill Maher's show. Fine, which is which is important. But I feel like for a lot of these individuals, they were there cheering on this monster until it became clear that the monster was completely insane. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there are people on the left who are waking up now, and I'm always caught between, great, the water's warm, jump in for Team Sanity, and, well, I mean, are you still like a climate change lunatic and believe all the other insane stuff? But you realize this is too much. Like, stopping Novak Djokovic from coming to the U.S. Open this summer, as we talked about, that is too much. It's crazy. It's crazy. And he can't come into Indian Wells for our listeners down in South Florida who may be tennis fans. Why I welcome it is we have to, and this is a big part of of just reaching out to audience and trying to broaden the tent Buck, there are still so many people out there who don't know the truth about COVID. There are still so many people out there who don't know the truth about Russia collusion. And I get that Fox News gets attacked. I mean, they're in the political space. Everybody's going to get attacked in that respect. I can't speak for everybody that, that has worked at Fox. I mean, I sold out Kick to Fox two years ago. In the two years that I have been a contributor to Fox News, no one has ever told me anything about, hey, don't talk about this topic. Now, I wasn't there during the, the fallout of the, of the 2020 election and all of the allegations surrounding what was said and what wasn't said and what did happen. And I've said for a long time, I believe the election was rigged uh, by big tech, big media uh, in favor of Democrats and Joe Biden. I don't think there's any doubt at all about that. Uh, but. Nobody has ever told me, hey, don't talk about this. You can't talk about this. And so when I see CNN and Jeff Zucker, it coming out now, oh, Jeff Zucker just said we're not going to cover in any way with all of the resources journalistically that CNN has the idea that there might have been a lab leak of COVID from Wuhan because Donald Trump believes it happened. That is not journalism. And I think it's very important for people out there to understand that at many places in media, narrative trumps facts. And, Buck, what you and I try to do on this program, I've come out and said, like, hey, I'll get some things wrong. I'll adjust my opinion as the data changes. 
One of the things that I got wrong back in March of 2020, I wish that I had not trusted the data that China put out about COVID and tried to extrapolate from that what the impact would be in the United States. And I went to my audience and I said, look, I whiffed on this. And we didn't have a lot of data in March when the first numbers were coming out, when China shared all those numbers. I tried to look at it and analyze it from that perspective. I wish I hadn't done that. It's the only thing I've ever said during COVID that I wish I could go back and change. But that's honest, right? Like, be honest with your audience. None of us are going to bat a thousand. None of us are going to make every shot we take. And you should be willing to adjust your opinion as facts change and be open-minded on all of these things. You can't treat somebody as an honest person if they won't admit and correct mistakes. You, you, you it, it, honesty is not. I thought what I thought when I thought it, when I thought it, and I said it, and I never go back and I never correct it and I, I never uh, address it. I've said one of my regrets is that I I really thought that for those who were at high risk, the vaccines would probably for at least that variant that season be be effective. For we them. told our parents I, to get them based yeah. on the data that was out there at the time. I didn't think that it would be effectively worthless. I mean, that yes. I, I knew that we shouldn't have mandates. I knew you and I didn't need it. I knew that people that, you know, because I'd already had it and I believed in yep. natural immunity the whole time, didn't just discover that in the last couple of months, like apparently the CDC and the NIH have. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it could. I underestimated how much of a cluster the Fauciite regime could actually be. Like, I, I thought it was going to be you know, a 9 out of 10 and awful, and they actually turned the dial up to 11, for those of you who are Spinal Tap fans. And and I think that with Jeff Zucker and CNN, I mean, what you see is somebody who, I mean, Trump, he was Ahab and Trump was the white whale. I mean, nothing, yes. nothing else mattered. There was no other consideration other than mobilizing a Democrat-aligned cable news network to destroy, yes, an individual, also a movement, but it was deeply personal between Trump and Zucker. They knew each other in the past. They had worked with each other at NBC, so you have to remember that, too. And until there is a full accounting for that, um, until there's a full accounting, you can't assume that these entities have any interest in even trying to get it right because they're they're not being honest about what's happened up to this point. And, you know, another thing that comes up now, I think, a lot, Clay, is if people ask me, they'll say, you know, do I think there was cheating and what cheating was there in 2020? I'll say, oh, I'm... I'm highly confident there was cheating. I can't say how much. I can't say what necessarily can be proved, but you know, my gut instinct tells me. And why why do I feel so free about sharing that even though it's not precise? I'm not saying it's scientific because they spent 4 years saying that Trump was a Russian asset yeah. and that he stole the 2016 election. So, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Like why is it that one side is able to get away with the most massive obvious fraud in leveraging the federal government the fbi and the uh, doj to do it but we're supposed to sit around all the time and just say what what the acceptable talking points are on election security the most secure election in all history no i don't think we have to play the game by the rules of people who have shown us they have no honesty and no integrity to this day whatsoever i think that's well said uh, we'll continue to break this down, uh, 800-282-2882. You can always weigh in as well as we roll through the Monday edition of the program. In the meantime, how many of you out there right now are nervous about food supply? How many of you maybe didn't have power with all the storms that rolled through recently? I know a lot of people in Tennessee, a lot of people in Michigan, a lot of people all over the country have been dealing with their power being out. Do you have enough food? 
to be able to take care of yourself? What about what's going on out in California? Have you seen some of the massive amounts of snowfall in the mountains of California right now? I mean, people have snow drifts taller than their houses. What if you couldn't get out? Do you have food security in your home? We do here in the Travis household. Three months, thanks to My Patriot Supply. Each one of my kids, my wife, myself, we all have three-month emergency food kits. And when you purchase one of these, you'll get $200 worth of survival gear as a free bonus. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com to check it out. This lasts for years. It's a one-time insurance investment in your family's food security. You leave it in the pantry. It can last for years. You don't have to worry about your family being taken care of. Three months worth of emergency food. Rule of thumb, buy one for each member of your household, as I have done for my household. We got five of them. You can go to MyPatriotSupply.com and enjoy free shipping as well. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. They're here to shed light on the truth every day. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back in Clay Travis Buck Sexton show. We are rolling through the Monday edition of the program. So many different stories that are out there for us to catch up on. Um, And we've been talking about the fallout as everybody now tries to recognize. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we did get everything wrong on COVID. And, uh, Buck, one of the stories that's coming out, and I, I really, let me just say this, and we've been saying it for a long time. I do believe that the next president of the United States, presuming he is a Republican, needs to open an investigation into Dr. Fauci's testimony that he gave for Congress over the past two years, because I think there's pretty clear evidence if you go back and look through what, for instance, Fauci told Rand Paul, a senator from Kentucky, who absolutely grilled him over many of these issues. 
I think Fauci perjured himself in front of Congress. And one of the stories that's out there as the fallout of the COVID lab leak becomes more pronounced, Buck, is the idea that Fauci tried to cover all this up by making it seem like a scientific certainty that this could have never occurred. And there have to be consequences. We went to break. I said there has to be a reckoning. There, there needs to be, I believe, some people basically duck-walked, frog-walked, however you say it, and charged with crimes relating to COVID. And I think Fauci is at the very top of that list. Now, would it be hard to get a conviction? Certainly. But are you sending a message about what is acceptable in terms of trying to silence your critics in what should be a major issue of national debate? I also think all these people who got it right with the Great Barrington Declaration, and and you know, you and I came out and said, yeah, this is all reasonable, this is all rational. There should be plaudits, rewards, significant uh, attributes given to them for getting the biggest thing in their career 100% correct despite the consequences. I don't trust doctors who still say that masks are an effective you shouldn't. means of stopping COVID in any capacity. I don't trust them because they have bad judgment. Their judgment, even if they're brilliant, I don't care what their MCAT score was. I don't care how long they've been in practice. If their judgment is that flawed because of their political allegiance, I don't trust their judgment on anything that has to do with health. And this, you can, you can extrapolate this all the way up to the CDC. You take yeah. this all the way up to the top, right? You know, Fauci, as we know, was the director of NIAID. So he, yeah, this is the perfect bureaucratic maneuver. He had his own little kingdom that was an offshoot of a massive bloated bureaucracy with NIH so that he wasn't really ever the head of either the CDC or the NIH, but got to act like he was the head of both because he had been around so long and and the, the vile little tyrant Smurf was able to get his way with so many of these things. But how can you trust the CDC and these organizations going forward? I mean, you the can't. fact that... The Democrats are always pushing the CDC to do more studies on gun violence. Um, here's the study. Lock up criminals. Gun violence is bad. The end. Like, wh- what do they really think is going to be accomplished? But as we know, it's putting a science, hashtag science, behind uh, assault rifle ban, you know, handgun ban in the future, universal registration, etc. That's why they want to involve the scientists. And this is what you saw all along was that they use science as a political tool, and in doing so, they bastardize science in a way from which it may never really recover, at least not in our lifetimes. You know, meaning the science or the people that are in charge of this that we're all supposed to trust. And, you know, I I don't think it's an accident that we've entered this era of Fauci and the mask uh, lockdown fanatics on the one hand. And and you may have just seen, Clay, I mean, this is is, uh, in, in your world, um, they've now decided that the USA powerlifting competition is yeah. going to allow athletes to compete in the women's division after losing a discrimination case. Okay, everybody, let, let's play a game. How many MDs or, or research PhDs in some kind of biology related, per, how many of them are willing to come forward and say this is crazy? Very, very few. And yet, how many children in the third grade, if you said, who are stronger, boys or girls, would get that right? I mean, and, and, unless they've gotten brainwashed already by the, you know, woke propaganda. But if you just ask somebody who hadn't been told one way or the other in school, they'd say boys are stronger than girls. So, you know, a, a, a trans power lifter is now going to become 
the female powerlifting champion. And again, this is because the fundamental lie here, it's not about politeness. It's not about letting people live their lives as they see fit or any of that. That's all fine. Be polite. Let people live their lives. But they can't live their lives a certain way if that requires you to lie and you to change your life. That's a different thing. This crosses over from don't hurt me, don't take my stuff to, oh, no, you're actually hurting me, too. This is about other people as well. It's not just about the extreme narcissism and delusions that are at the heart of the trans agenda. At some point, tolerance becomes destruction. And, and, and I think this is important for people out there to recognize because most people didn't really care about any trans-related issues for decades, right? Somebody decides in 2004 they want to be a guy instead of a girl or vice versa, and they go through that process. What it becomes, uh, when it becomes a big deal is when you start demanding that I change my behavior in order to fit your lifestyle choices. And... I don't know that there's any more perfect illustration of this occurring than sports. And and to me, the sports is kind of the canary in the coal mine here. Buck, the fastest woman in the history of womanhood is Shikari Richardson. I believe I got that right. She is the fastest woman to ever live. She holds the fastest recorded time for any women. That's a really badass thing. Congratulations to her. Every boy who won a Texas State high school championship, is faster than the fastest woman who has ever run. Bigger, stronger, faster is the rule for men compared to women. Now, there are lots of super strong women. Buck, if you and I went into a CrossFit gym down in Miami where you are or here in Nashville where we are, there might be a couple of women who are a lot stronger than you and me. Right, that can that that are in better better physical condition, that can deadlift more, all those things, more power to all those women, but they're outliers by and large, and the strongest men are going to crush the strongest women. So when you allow a man to go through all of male growth, biology, testosterone, it's the Leah Thomas story all over again, and then you allow them to compete for Olympic medals. What is happening is the erasure of female athletics. So, so to bring this back, I mean, the, the science, as in the harnessing of pseudo consensus among left wing Democrat aligned MDs and PhDs on these issues is such that not only do they go along with this and say things that they know to be untrue, they demand that others in their profession at, at a minimum shut their mouths, if not go along with it. Because right, there is not an MD in America, there is not a gender expert in America who could call into this show and explain how it is not just patently unfair and absurd to let men compete against women in powerlifting, of all things. This is completely insane. And, and you know, you get to a point where you really have to start asking the even more extreme questions. You go beyond this. You say, why not trans-age-ism? You know, yeah. I, I, Clay, I think I'm a third grader. And I want to go compete against third graders in dodgeball. And, you know, little third graders getting carted off because I'm headhunting and smacking them as hard as I can in the face with a dodgeball. Too bad. I think I'm a third grader. You wonder, on what basis am I to be told, if I really feel that way, if I'm living my truth. Again, if I want to walk around and tell people I'm a third grader, it's a free country. I can tell people that. They might think I'm crazy. 
But if I then want to compete against other people in the third grade, that is the line. And that yeah. is the line that the trans agenda has crossed. Don't fall for this. If it's so rare, uh, you know, why are you so focused on it? If it's, you know, it doesn't happen that often. Why are you exaggerating it? What's the big deal? Why are you bigoted? These are all the things they say when they push it everywhere. It's being pushed in every sport, all over the country, high school, all the way up to the pros. At some point in the next five to ten years, if you have kids or grandkids, there is going to be a trans kid in your daughter's sports. It's going to happen. Just is. At some point in the next five to ten years, doesn't matter where you are, there is going to be this issue arising if it is allowed. Now, I think a lot of states are passing these bills, which make total sense, which say you compete against the biology on your birth certificate. I'm concerned that some left-wing states are going to respond to this by saying, well, let's just take off sex on birth certificates, right? Yeah. Like, you think I'm crazy when I say that, but I feel like that is probably going to be a response. It's not going to, It's not crazy to think that in California, Buck, they'll just say, well, why do we even need to know if it's a boy or a girl on the birth certificate? Let's let them decide later. <laughs> you know, I mean, what, what could I'm, be I'm not, a more... I can't believe this, but yes, that's where we're headed. What could be a more extreme form of statism of the all-powerful state that must be worshipped in place of god by people than a state that insists that you not recognize the difference between men and women i mean i just keep telling everybody if they can get you to admit that or rather to profess that to to celebrate that they can get you to to say anything yes and that's what you have to remember if you're gonna say hey that 250 pound guy who's been you know a male his whole life he's 25 now he's 26 now he's a woman yeah he's a woman no different than the women that you've known your whole life if the state can force you to say that the state can force you to say anything you have no basis for truth you have no basis for discernment you have given up that most basic of human faculties which is the ability to see what is right in front of your face my friends, there are a few things you can do that have greater impact right now than helping to save the life of a preborn baby. Saving that child from abortion and giving the mother the love and support she needs during a difficult time, that's what the preborn network, network clinics nationwide are doing each and every day. This is a nonprofit organization that focuses on saving the lives of unborn children. Over the last two decades, they've accomplished that over 200,000 times. Preborn seeks out women who don't think they have options but are considering abortion, but they haven't made that decision before they make that choice that can never be taken back. They're introduced at preborn clinics to the life growing inside them through a free ultrasound. It is donations from you and me, the pro-life community, that make this process possible. Once that mother hears that heartbeat, sees the precious life growing inside her, the majority of the time she chooses life for her unborn child. Each ultrasound costs just $28. $140 provides five ultrasounds. Think about that. You could save five tiny babies' lives. You can make a life-changing donation today. It's as simple as grabbing your cell phone and dialing pound 250 and saying the word baby. That's pound 250, say baby, to talk with someone at Preborn right now. They've got a really easy-to-use, helpful website, too. If you want to donate there, go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K, sponsored by Preborn. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck, a new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add... 
I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. I'm not going to let this happen. I'm not going to let it happen. I will totally obliterate the deep state. I will fire. I am your retribution, Trump said at CPAC of the weekend. I will obliterate the deep state. Now, for those who are very much still Trump voters, I should say, not just Trump supporters, because I think that that encompasses people who voted for him twice before and still are favorable to Trump and would support him going forward, but Trump primary voters, it's an even more specific way of putting it, They love this. This is fantastic. This is great. For those who are undecided or not Trump primary voters, which doesn't mean they won't vote for him him in the general if he does win, there are some questions about, you know, why didn't you do this the first four years? That's the one thing I am hearing a lot. And I understand that there are people who have responses to that. Why didn't you build the wall? Oh, it was too hard. It wasn't possible. It was okay. But it's a different thing when you promise it the first time than when you promise the same things or similar things the second time. Something that I think Trump is going to have to overcome if he's going to win this primary. It is a different time now than 2016. That's the statement of the obvious, but it's important. Also, not going to have the same media environment. Clay, here is Trump taking a shot. At Fox News, play 13. We're leading every Republican by massive numbers. And very importantly, perhaps more importantly, we're leading Biden by a lot. And we're leading Kamala by a lot. And every time the polls go up higher and higher, the prosecutors get crazier and crazier. We got to stop these guys. Says we have to stop Trump now. We got to stop him now because we can't stop him at the ballot box. You know, they tried that in 2016. How did that work out? Not too good. And we actually, and I have to say this, I hope Fox doesn't turn off, but we did much better in 2020 than we did in 2016. Clay, he also tweeted out after this from his Truth Social account. How does Rupert Murdoch say there was no election fraud when 2,000 mules shows on government tape that there were millions of stuffed ballots. And he goes, it's a much longer tweet than that, but he says that. I, I don't remember ever in 2016 Trump going after Fox News. This is a Trump. different Trump you're dealing with right now. So first of all, I am your retribution is a badass line. Let's just be honest. It I mean, is. There's it's a, a good line. Of, there's, it's a good there's line. There's a lot of people out there that want that, right? They want somebody to take a sword up and start chopping off heads. I mean, that's the reality. There are so many people out there angry, furious, and I understand that because I feel it deep in my core over everything that happened to this country with COVID and the fact that we still haven't had retribution. We haven't had a reckoning. Uh, You know, Trump's not far from saying, I am the storm, you know? Uh, So uh, I am the reckoning, and I think that would be a very powerful message. In terms of the feud with Rupert Murdoch, a part of me, Buck, thinks that this is Trump's attempt to reclaim the mantle of outsider that he had in 2016. Because nobody saw Trump coming in 2016. 
The challenge that he has in 2024 is he's the presumptive front runner. And so it's harder to be the uh, the change agent when you've already been president of the United States. But I think what Trump is starting to kind of coalesce around this message, and I'm curious how you would analyze this and see if you would agree, Buck. I think Trump is trying to paint DeSantis as the insider candidate. The guy that all of the Rupert Murdochs and the Jeb Bushes and the and the and the you know former Speaker Ryan, he's their guy. He is the establishment choice, and I am the renegade. I am the people's champion. Right? That's an interesting branding move, and I think it may be Trump's strongest attack ad against DeSantis. If I'm if I'm uh, DeSantis. I don't want Paul Ryan coming out and being like, I love Ron DeSantis. And I don't want Jeb Bush coming out and saying, I love Ron DeSantis. I understand you may want their private support, but that to me plays into Trump against the world. This is a sports thing. Trump's a big sports guy, Buck. So is DeSantis for that matter. But what does every coach try to convince his team? No one believes in you. Like you could be the greatest dynasty of all time. Georgia just won back-to-back national championships, and on the field after they won their second championship, everybody's interviewing them, and they're like, "Kirby Smart said you guys disrespected us." Nick Saban convinces Alabama players nobody thinks they're any good. You've been favored in every game for six years. This to me is what Trump's trying to do. He's trying to replay 2016 by putting DeSantis in the Hillary role. And I think it's a really interesting move. That's the way that I would kind of now, look at this strategically. If this were 2016, really, I, I I think, by the way, I think your assessment of what he's trying to do is totally spot on. So I think that's, that is his, his mindset is, is, and this is, but, but it's interesting. He's also saying that DeSantis wants to cut Medicare and Social Security. That was another attack on him recently, which is not. Yeah. And it's the same message. Know, although that's a Paul Ryan thing, right? So yeah. it's interesting to see how it, it it's not going to be consistent no matter what. I think we all we all know that. But to run as the outsider candidate when you're the former president I is know. a very tough thing to pull off. Like you were in that job, you were the guy, you were the commander in chief. You were rolling around in Air Force One, not Trump Force One. But so, it, it, it's a great point, and that's why I said, Buck, my thought is Trump's strongest claim is just to be above the fray. But he's clearly decided that he's going to be in the fray, and I think he's trying to rework the mojo of 2016 by being the outsider candidate. To your point, he's the ultimate insider who's now running as an outsider. The question is, is there so much antipathy? Is there so much anger? Is there so much distrust that this populist appeal of I'm the people's champion. DeSantis is the rhino, right? That's what he's going to try to do, I think, based on this line of attack. Is that enough to win the Republican nomination? I mean, look, the the problem Trump is going to have, if and when DeSantis gets in, and I think we all obviously expect that he will, the the problem Trump is going to have is that all of the things that Trump is going to promise DeSantis is going to be able to say, or any, by the way, wait, hold on. It doesn't have to be just DeSantis. We had a shot across the bow from Mike Pompeo over the weekend. Did you see this one? Yeah, I did. This is cut five on our sheet. 
is tr- this is from his former CIA director and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Is Trump a conservative? Listen to this answer. Play five. I think a President Pompeo or any conservative president will do better than not only we did during the four years of the Trump administration, Barack Obama, George Bush. The list is long, Shannon, of folks who come to Washington on one theory and don't aren't prepared to stand up and explain to the American people how we're actually going to get that right. It matters to the next generation. The system is at risk. If we don't get it right, we are $31 trillion in the hole. We've got to begin to grow the economy, build it back with lower taxes. And when we do that and grow our economy, we'll get it right back right. It's going to take a true conservative leader, Shannon. Are you saying that President Trump wasn't a true conservative leader? Six trillion dollars more in debt. That's never the right direction for the country. I mean, that's a that's a shot across the bow from Pompeo at Trump at the six trillion he spent on covid during lockdowns. And a lot of people are saying, why'd you why'd you fold up there? Why'd you why'd you give? Props to our girl Shannon Bream on that follow-up question, too. Like, that is succinctly delivered, well-struck. Like, that's like a, you know, if you're lining up in yeah. the tee box, and you, you know, and have, trust me, I've been in the tee box a lot of times and not well-struck a drive, but when you actually hit one perfect and you kind of watch it soar yeah. off into the distance, that's about as good of a follow as you could get. Succinct, to the point, and getting an even better answer. Yeah. Well, Shannon's the best. Like, yeah, great, she's great journalist, great person, so I'm, I'm always... Big, uh, big applause for Shannon Bream. But that's but you're not right. easy she, to do, right? In no, real time, as you well know, hit that follow-up and have it lead to an even better answer. And you're right. Look, gloves are coming off a little bit early. Pompeo was the CIA director and the Secretary of State for Trump, and he just basically said he's not a conservative leader. Um, you know, what are you seeing out there, folks? What are you feeling on this one? It's certainly starting to heat up a bit. I mean, there's more and more back and forth. And, and I think, look, we've got, what are we now? We're in March. We got three months here before the Royal Rumble, which I used to watch. I watched the oh, w- so it was WWF and Royal Rumble would happen. Oh, man, it's awesome. Jake the Snake and the British Bulldog and Superfly, Jimmy Snooker and the Ultimate Warrior, all those guys getting in there. You're going to be a little out, bit like Buck, that. If you go out over the top rope, go out through yeah. the middle ropes doesn't count. Go underneath doesn't count. Got to go over the top rope to be uh, eliminated in the Royal this Rumble. Is gonna, it's going to be like a political Royal Rumble, but just... Far less steroid usage. Um, how much is your cell phone bill costing you each month? Is it more than $30? Pure Talk saves the average size family over $900 a year when they switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. That's right. You could save $900 a year on your wireless bill and still enjoy ultra-fast 5G service. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. And Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their service, they're backing it up with a 100% money-back guarantee. And making the switch is easy, too. You can keep your phone and the same number, and the customer service team is based right here in the U.S. You'll be supporting a veteran-owned company. So instead of paying a fortune to Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, which is my cell phone company. It says Pure Talk right at the top left of my phone all the time. Just dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck, you'll save 50% off your first month. And don't forget, they've got you covered with a money-back guarantee. That's pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless restrictions apply. See site for details. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. 
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. All right, one of my favorite clips in the lead-up to the 2022 midterms was Michael Beschlos. Those of you who were listening at the top of the hour know that Beschlos said Ron DeSantis is a fascist dictator. He's Mussolini in Florida. We played that clip for you. It's up on my Twitter feed. I'm sure it'll be up at clayandbuck.com. You can go check it out. But in the days leading up to the midterm, of all the crazy things that were said on MSNBC, Michael Beschlos, their resident American political historian, said, we're in real trouble if Republicans win. This might be the last election we ever have in America. Listen to what he said might happen. We could be six days away from losing our rule of law and losing a situation where we have elections that we all can rely on. You know, those are the foundation stones of a democracy. And a historian 50 years from now, if historians are allowed to write in this country, and if there are still free publishing houses and a free press, which which I'm not certain of, but if that is true, a historian will say, what was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. We're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system, and it could be a week away. Your kids could be arrested and murdered if Republicans win in the midterms. I mean, I wish Michael Beschlos would come on this program. He certainly wouldn't. But, Buck, he's not an unintelligent person. Right. I mean, to be able to write a book, you have to have 
some foundational level of intelligence. How can his brain have become overtaken by the woke virus to such an extent that he is afraid if Republicans win elections, kids are going to be taken out of houses and lined up and shot? I mean, this is not, this, this is like next level crazy. And that was on MSNBC a few days before the elections. The people who said the craziest stuff about Trump in Democrat media all enhanced their careers. Yeah. You, you cannot find an example of somebody. You could have said that Trump and Putin were pickleball partners on the weekends who schemed to steal the 2016 election while Trump was sitting there with the, you know, the Queen of England and the Bilderbergs and the Illuminati. And guess what? Your as long as it was some version of orange man bad, I hate Trump more than anything in the universe. You were on, you were booked more. Your book advance probably got bigger for the next time the big publishing house decided to come calling. And you grew an audience. And that is almost without exception. I mean, there was some guy, I remember, who, who was getting, he had like a million followers on Twitter. He wrote a book called Proof of Collusion. I don't remember the guy's name, but I just remember there was no proof of collusion because now Everett admits there was no. How do you write a book on a thing that doesn't even exist? He built his whole career on a thing that's a fabrication. And the point is, it's not like his career is gone now. Now people are like, oh, let's book the guy who wrote that book. Right? I shouldn't name it again. I won't be, don't buy it. It's obviously lunacy. But the point is, this is the reality of the Democrat media today. There is nothing you can say about Trump that is too crazy if you claimed that Trump assassinated Julius Caesar at the Senate in Rome. People might kind of be like, that's a little weird, but they'd be like, I like where this guy's going with that. You know, I kind of like what he's putting down here. I wanted to hit this, too. Um, so that is Michael Beschlos, the historian at MSNBC. I still read the New York Times. I understand the groans out there. I still get it delivered in the print newspaper because I like to see how they package the news, basically. Saturday edition, New York Times. This was a front-page story. Black equestrians want to be safe but they can't find helmets. For black riders with natural hair, finding a helmet that fits can be virtually impossible. Some are trying to raise awareness of the problem, but manufacturers say it's not a simple fix. Okay, let's start here. How many black equestrians with major dreadlock hairstyles do you think there are in the United States today? 400? Oh, I was going to say like 600? 10. I, it might be 10. So that would suggest, because the woman that they use as their focal point here, Buck, her name is Chanel Robbins. She's from Canada. So she's not even an American. But listen to this opening paragraph. Chanel Robbins has been riding horses most of her life. Ever since her grandma traded a cow from their family's farm for a pony when she was seven. So this girl got a pony when she was seven years old. Okay. You are pretty, I'm just going to be generalizing here. You are probably fairly wealthy if you had a pony when you were growing up. And if you presently have a horse and you don't have a job that requires you to have a horse, AKA you are not a cowboy, you probably are pretty wealthy too. This girl. Eight years ago, she reconnected with her father, a native of Jamaica. 
As the two grew closer, she decided to get dreadlocks like her dad. There was a problem. I'm reading from the article. There was a problem. Her riding helmet no longer fit, and she couldn't find one that did. This is the front page of the New York Times. Listen to this quote. This is a 27-year-old girl. I finally freaking feel like myself, and now society is asking me to change, Robbins, 27, said, as she choked back tears. I just want to be able to ride. Front page in the New York Times, black equestrians, it's racist that helmets don't fit because when you have dreadlocks, the helmets don't fit well enough. This is I, I, can, can my I point mind was blowing up over this. I mean, I, I went to Amherst College. Yeah, down the street from Amherst College was Hampshire College, also called Hampshire College. A lot of weed smoking going on over there, right? A lot of hippie culture, and a lot of white guys who who grew dreadlocks. That was a common thing, right? There were a lot of white guys who who had dreads. So what is why is there this assumption this would only be? Wouldn't this be? You see what I'm saying? Wouldn't this also be a problem for somebody who grew their hair out as dreadlocks, regardless of their race? I would think so. And also for a lot of you out there, being an adult, and remember this woman is 27 years old, sometimes requires that you balance two different things that you might like. One, let's be honest, if you truly are obsessed with this and you're an equestrian, maybe design a a helmet that fits the hairstyle that you want to have. Maybe remove padding, maybe buy larger than normal, maybe get a new chin strap. Like I would think there are lots of ways that you could solve this problem without the New York Times needing to write about it. I'm, I'm, I want to give you, I'm going to tell, I have a little confession to make here, Clay. Uh, when I, it was required when I would hop on military transport in Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, I had to, I had to wear a helmet. Yep. I have a really big head. Yep. And people always say that and they're like, I have a big head too. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I have one baseball cap, Clay. You will never see photos of me with a baseball hat on. You know why? Cause I had to special order. A baseball hat. One size fits all. One size fits all does not fit Buck. I have a giant <laughs> noggin. It is a big head. And, you know, when I was over there trying to fit into helmets to get into, it was not easy. It would give me headaches. I had to search far and wide for an extra, extra large helmet and hold on to that thing for dear life. You know, sometimes it's on you to figure out your own way to get through the situation. That's just the way it is. I don't know. I, I wasn't going to sit there and say they don't want people with large heads to, to serve their country overseas because the helmet doesn't fit me. It, it, that would have been an amazing front page New York Times story. <laughs> just kind of you looking morosely on a, a transport plane, like with a hel- you know, yeah. the, the plight of large headed men in the army are not contemplated enough. But look, I mean, adulthood requires you sometimes to balance life choices. If you truly are upset, because you can't ride for fun your super expensive horse because the helmet doesn't fit you well enough, maybe get a new haircut. I, I, that doesn't seem irrational to me. But, but, but my, again, my, my son I just has don't to even get a why to be anybody, able to go to school. Anybody who grew out their hair enough, this is my point, would, yeah, of any would race, would have eventually. the same problem. 
my wife said this. I was just downstairs with her. She was so fired up about this story. She was like, I love to snowboard, right? And she said, my hair, if you met my wife, super curly, super buoyant. She's like, it doesn't fit very well in helmets either. And I have to like figure all these different things out. She's like, you know what? That's life. Suck it up. Just like to your point, like mm. the helmet may not fit great when it's you're in the military. Like, do you know how one. many times I've gone on TV and had someone accuse me afterwards on Twitter of wearing a wig, Clay? It happens to me <laughs> constantly. Or they say that I look like the Lego man and my hair could be removed <laughs> like one piece. You know what I mean? Like people, people are mean about that sometimes. I'm just saying. I, well, I just I appreciate the New York Times. What it also did is point out to me how elitist of an organization the New York Times is to be fought, fought, trying to find this hard something that impacts so few people and putting it on the front the, page. The, 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 re- the real underlying point here is that a story of, of, of even the most obscure and minute and passive victimization that in some way they can construe with some kind of racial angle, New York Times readers like, oh my gosh, I have to read that. Yeah, or at least New York right. Times. New York Times writers are. I have to write it. They they are addicted to victimology. Addicted to it. They can't. Ali help just po- Ali just pointed out. Swimmers shave their entire bodies to shave milliseconds off. I'm sure some of them are like, you know what? I'd rather have more hair. But in order to wear a swim cap and in order to be involved in the swimming process in general, you make a sacrifice to compete in that sport, and that's actually competition as opposed to just getting to ride around on your horse for fun in your free time. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Fellow gun owners, there's a whole new way for us to keep our skills sharp without getting to the range. It's called the Mantis X. This is a firearms training system that is all electronic. It's a no-ammo way to improve your shooting accuracy. You can use this at home right from your couch. The Mantis X device attaches to your firearm like a weapon light would. It connects via your smartphone, via Bluetooth, And that gives you real-time feedback on your technique as you practice. You get different drills and courses, which keeps you engaged and makes it a lot of fun, too. And it works. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes of using the Mantis X. It's going to help you, too. This product is now being used by U.S. military and special forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X dot com. Geek out with the guys on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. A new episode every Sunday. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. who's called Mal Evans. who's was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.